Equine health is our business. Horses and education are our passion. Welcome to the EquiConnect podcast. Here, we will have case-based conversations and talk about interesting news and information with the goal of sharing knowledge focusing on equine health. This podcast is not a substitute for regular and emergency veterinary care. Our purpose is to inform and educate horse people not to diagnose and treat medical conditions without a valid veterinary client-patient relationship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of the EquiConnect Equine Podcast, brought to you by McKee Pound Equine Services. I am Dr. Kyle Goldie. And I'm Karen Fell. And we have a special guest today, Molly Atkinson, one of our veterinary assistants at our Caledon location. So happy to have you here today, Molly. Very exciting. Glad to be here. We decided to bring Molly in today because she has a unique experience in the in the equine world. She's been involved in the A-Circuit horse show circuit for a long time in many different capacities. So Molly, do you want to maybe just give us a bit of introduction about yourself and how you've been involved uh, in horses up until you joined Mickey Pownell? Yeah, so I've grown up around horses my whole life, showing. I showed ponies on the Trillium Circuit and then moved on to the A's. Coming out of high school, I started grooming full-time. It's about 10 years ago, so nice. here wow. I am. Yeah. Nice. So what got you interested in, in grooming? I honestly wasn't the best student, maybe in high school, um, okay. and I just really wanted to be a professional rider or, or get into the industry somehow. Yeah, so I started out as a working student and then went on from there to be a, a groom full-time. So I don't know anything about what it takes to be a working student, what that relationship mm-hmm. is. So why would somebody want to become a working student? What do people get out of it? How do they find those positions? Yeah, so on the groom side of it or the, the student side of it, you get to ride amazing horses that you typically wouldn't ride. You get a lot of hands-on experience. You get to learn from the best. On the trainer or the owner of the barn side of it is typically working positions are not paid for. Your accommodation is paid for and maybe food and, and if you have a horse to bring along. So it's a really good experience. I worked you know, seven days a week, every day, but mm-hmm. I did learn a lot and I would never regret that. Yeah, what a great experience. And was there like lessons involved as well? Yeah. yeah. As a working student, you got lessons. I also got flat riding experience as a groom. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get to travel much? I did, yeah. Yeah, where, yeah. where was did you go? Florida every winter. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. We started, <laughs> starting here was a little tough for the winters, but you kind of hopefully get used to it. <laughs> yeah. I went to New York. I've gone to Saugerties into Kentucky, Quebec. I worked in Quebec for a year, so I got to experience those horse shows. As a groom, you worked for several different trainers over the course of your tenure there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think your biggest takeaway from being a groom has been? I can tell you've obviously had a strong affinity towards the grooms, and we're going to get to that that later. You definitely seem to identify strongly with the grooms and have a good relationship with them, and obviously taken a lot out of that experience. So what are some of the big takeaways that people could look forward to gaining from that type of employment? In terms of I've Mm -hmm. had some experience showing on the A-Circuit, and it's very busy as a groom. There's always something to do, and it it teaches you structure. It teaches you schedule. You really don't have time uh, for anything else other than to live and breathe Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. the horse experience and, Mm -hmm. and being around horses. Even on the personal side of it, most of my friends are horse people because mm-hmm. you're surrounded in that. Definitely. You know, six mm-hmm. days a week and you're one day off, you're hanging out with horse people. Who has a Monday off that you know that yeah. is not a horse person? So, mm-hmm. uh, Working so closely with 
the horses and riders, do you think it gave you any um, special insights into uh, your own relationship with horses? I definitely think I try and stay present and I try and understand the dynamics of the trainers and mm-hmm. and who the grooms are at the barns and so on. Um, I think it's a good, you know, little skill to have. I mean, mm-hmm. the vets will ask, oh, who's this trainer or who's that or who's working there? And I think it's definitely, you know, a good asset to, to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like a, a walking encyclopedia. Of yeah. Everything yeah. that goes on at, at Palgrave. It's just like, I, I don't know who that person is. Molly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Molly. Molly knows everybody. And so could you take us through uh, a typical day as a groom? Yeah. So there's no set hours. And typically you're getting paid for the day, not for the hours that you work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could be at the horse show and you could show up at seven and you could leave at four. A normal day in the life of a groom is you show up 536. And you're working there until, you know, at least five or so. Um, It kind of depends if you have, you know, hunters or jumpers. Hunters typically run a bit later. Uh, They just take more time. You know, jumpers, I've had FEI horses, so you have to come back. Well, there's night classes. You have Mm -hmm. to, you know, stay there and work at the night class. So you're working long days. But it's super enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're right there, even though you're not riding them. You're right there with your horse, and you want it to do well. And mm-hmm. you know, if the horse or the rider has a bad day, it's you know everybody feels it. What was it like from a social perspective? I was a very social person <laughs> when yeah. I was grooming. <laughs> um, I like to have some fun. There was definitely some days that I got half an hour sleep, and I had to get back up and go to work. Yeah. Um, I do not live that lifestyle now. I need to go to bed <laughs> at nine. Yeah. Get up at seven. Most of my friends are horse people, and you kind of just click together. It's like mm-hmm. if you play hockey, you have hockey friends, or mm-hmm. you know, golf, you have golf friends. So it's the same. You're always, you know, affiliated with horse people. I'm curious about, you know, you always see the grooms and they have their backpacks and everything going down to the ring. I'm curious about what is maybe one or some of your key items that Mm -hmm. you would take down to the ring. Like something you couldn't really live without. It kind of makes or break it for you. (laughs) Absolutely. You're going to get yelled at if you do not have a towel at the ring. Mm -hmm. That is the main, uh, (laughs) the main thing. Yeah. In the backpack or out of the backpack, you've got the towel, you've got a lead rope, you've got a cooler or whatever the weather, if it's a scrim. Right. Yeah whatever the weather calls for that day. Depending if you're doing a bigger class, I mean, you'll bring down corks in case the footing's a little grippy or not grippy, or if you're warming up on sand and then you need to go onto grass, um, you'll switch the corks out really quick. Maybe a bit, if sometimes you'll switch the bit at the ring, an extra piece of leather, you know, an an extra halter, whichever. Hoof pick is good, right? Yeah. 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 Well, stuff in those little bags. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. There's a lot of secrets that people won't tell you. That's their... (laughs) Did you do the braiding too? I am not a good hunter braider. I can jumper braid. I'm out of touch. Last weekend I braided one and it was, you know, it was a little rough. Yeah. (laughs) I braid with elastics, not yarn, so I would never charge anyone for my braids, but I can throw them in. Yeah. Moving on, you... uh, as uh, Mickey Penalty Coin Services, we've been the sponsor for the grooms class. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about about that. What what your involvement's been and what the class is all about. Coming from a groom back background, I mean, my parents really supported me, but we don't come from a ton of money, so I had to work up the ranks as a groom. And I really appreciate and and respect the grooms and how they, you know, what they do. And I think they are maybe undervalued or under uh, yeah, appreciated sure. sometimes. I mean, it's not a money-making industry, but if we as McKee Pownell can try and 
uh, give back to the grooms what we can. If you're a groom, how do you get involved? How do you enter? That type of thing. Yep. So last year we had an entry form similar to uh, what the horse show has. And you sure. you sign up yourself. You sign up the horse and the, the owner of the horse and so on. You're, um, there was a little blurb to speak about the groom, um, which we really appreciate because we want to you know, showcase them. And so we have the uh, entry form. And what's involved in the class? How are they judged? So they're definitely judged on presentation of the horse, as well as themselves. Essentially, the way you look going to an FEI jog. So mm-hmm. okay, yeah. how, how you dress for an FEI jog. They get judged what's in the ring bag. So all their tricks and trades that right. they have in there. Last year, we did a, a couple questions as well, based on welfare, because that's what we're Right, trying to promote. Yeah. Very, very good. So, who judged last year? The hunter judge of that ring judged the hunter class last year. Okay, okay. And then the jumper class was the jumper jury, as well as Penny Murray. And how many classes are there going to be this year? There's two. So, there's a hunter class and there's a jumper class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, like, real highlights to your career as as a groom? Maybe a great trip? Big result. I, I'm sure I have more that I'm not thinking of right now, but I had sure. two two star horses. One was named Quebec. He was a breeding stallion. Yeah. He just passed away this year. We went a lot of classes together. He was amazing. He, I probably didn't have enough leg to ride him. We sometimes didn't get over the oxers, <laughs> but right. he tried really hard for me. Another horse I rode was uh, Nafia, and we won a couple meter 20 classes. She was awesome. She was a little fireball. <laughs> she was cool, yeah. Nice. And how about uh, horses that you groomed? Big um, successes there? Not necessarily winning a class, but I think when your horse does well, I mean, if it's the first mm-hmm. big class it's gone into, you're, like I say, you're there with the rider. It's like you're riding the horse. Like, you're very passionate about it, and, and you care for your horses. I mean, geez, I still groom on the weekend at the horse shows, and I get passionate about those horses that I hardly know. So uh, you're there, whether it's a beginner, an amateur, a pro, you're you're right there with the horses. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome, yeah, sharing the, sharing the moment with them. What would you think would be one of the hardships that you struggled with being a groom, like in your everyday life even? Yeah, so hardship I ran into, which led me into working for McKee Pownell, was the toll it takes on your body. It, it is hard work and you're working six days a week for a job that uh, that does take a lot of manpower. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're outside all day, and the sun, the rain, whatever it is, right. you're out there getting them all ready. Imagine yeah. that would be for however long it takes, however many hours. That's, mm-hmm. that's exhausting. As much as I did have a life in, uh, you know, the horse world and, and my horse friends, it's hard to have a life outside uh, with non-horse people. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. You mentioned earlier about the, you've got you've got two classes, two grooms classes. Without giving away too many of your trade secrets, could you talk about the difference about getting a jumper ready versus getting a hunter ready? Yeah, so I think a basic hunter, uh, you're definitely out there lunging in the lunging pit first thing in the morning, um, and then trying to get them back to their stall to have a bit of time to relax. There might be a flat ride in there for the jumpers. The most ideal fingers crossed jumpers, you're not having to lunge or do a flat ride. But um, I know, I mean, a lot of the horses I, or the few horses that I showed, I would have to flat ride beforehand Mm -hmm. if my class was later. If my class was first thing, I'd just go down a little bit earlier and, you know, flat them a bit longer. But I mean, uh, hunters, 
personally, I'm a jumper gal, so hunters, I think, take longer (laughs) to get down to the ring. There's more tack involved in jumpers, and there's more prep that way, but I do think hunters, I mean, you're down there all day with them. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to jog after each class just to Mm -hmm. pass... uh, Pass the soundness test, and you're kind of stuck there mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> with the absolutely. Hunters. Now you mentioned uh, some of them might get a, a flat ride. Is that mm-hmm. something that the groom does? They can. I mean, I. Or is it usually the the rider that that uh, warms them up themselves? It depends. I mean, I flat rode. You know, everywhere I worked, I flatted them. But some trainers want to. If it's a big class, I mean, if it's an FEI class, some of them want to ride them and feel how they are. So it kind of depends on who you're working mm-hmm. for. But there definitely some grooms ride. You had mentioned earlier that you had traveled to Florida to show or to help groom with the winter circuit. What would you say would be differences that you've noted between showing here versus in Florida? So I think first of all, the two main shows in Florida are Ocala and Wellington. Ocala is a lot of Canadians, so mm-hmm. you kind of know everyone, which mm-hmm. is great. It feels like a big Canadian family, and it's you know maybe a bit more social that way. Uh, Wellington is like all of the nice barns you see in King put together in the tiniest area. It's like Disneyland for horse people. It's odd. I mean, you have pedestrian crossing, but it's for horses. So, so that's kind of the difference. I like both. They both have their reasoning. If you have a, you know, a great hunter, a great jumper to show in Wellington, I mean, it's an amazing show. And there's also a purpose for Ocala as well. In regards to Palgrave, between them, I think after the Pan Ams, Paul Grave has really put a lot of money and, and effort and time into revamping, and I think it's an amazing uh, showground. Uh, did you ever make it out to Spruce Meadows? I did not. No way? No. Bummer. I know. That'd be cool to experience, too, yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the nice thing, uh, you know, about having a show that has more than just the horse show because mm-hmm. you, you know you like I say you live and breathe horses and you just want to get away for two seconds so if there's something you know cool and fun that's maybe not horsey related awesome exactly I can imagine this spring for the grooms has just been miserable yeah, yeah. oh yeah I think yeah. it's the the hoses like wrapping up the hoses you know it's definitely yeah. drags all the mud and then you're covered right yeah, you gotta yeah. stay clean keep these horses in their prime looking yeah. shape Oh, the best is when they walk out, the horse walks out of the wash bay and just, like, gets a whole bunch of mud on their leg. You're like, really? I yeah. just washed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or yeah. they, like, roll. You forget to tie them up and they roll. It's like, oh, no. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lesson learned. Quickly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Days off. Uh, we always hear that the barns are closed on, on Mondays. Yep. Does that mean the grooms have an easier day on Mondays, or so, are you the only ones working? <laughs> <laughs> so typically, you have enough enough grooms that you know if you have one working and the trainer might help or the owner might help uh, on Monday. You have something else to say? I was just pondering because I was thinking about you know if you felt and I'm sure you do that having that lifestyle, being a groom prior to working with us at Mickey Pownell, like how it's really changed mm-hmm. maybe your work with us. Mm-hmm. Like going to barns, and I know I always see you like picking out their feet before you take them out <laughs> yeah. of the stalls. And stalls like the best etiquette for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's literally like a nervous tick. Like I get a nervous tick when someone puts a halter like hanging on one of the like on a random you know the throat latch hook or something. It's oh like, yeah, how did you think to put it up like <laughs> oh, that? Oh, but now Molly, you work at uh, Mickey Pownell mm-hmm. as a vet assistant, mm-hmm. and you're full time, and yet. We still see you here working as a groom. 
I do still miss what, what it. Keep, I'm not <laughs> how does this keep happening? What, what's going on? I, I do I do miss it, and I, I do truly enjoy grooming. I mean, I can't get away from it, obviously, because every year yeah. I'm like, maybe next year I won't do it, and yeah. I, I still do it. Um, so so what, do you think, what do you think you miss about it? Like, what do you think he's bringing you back? Just the passion. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I even going to work at Mickey Pownall, it's like just I get to hang out with ponies all day. Like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I miss watching them show. Mm-hmm. And as much as we don't work at a hospital where you see horses, you know, unsound or sick or whichever every day, we still see problem horses. I mean, we're not mm-hmm. coming to see healthy horses unless we're doing vaccines or something. So it's nice to see just healthy horses that enjoy their job and... That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Like, people don't usually call us out when things are going well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, watch it. You know, I just had a lesson. It was great. You should come and you watch it. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. Like, no, it was... That's great. And they always look fantastic when you're, yeah. when you're working with them. Yeah. How critical a role do you find you play in the, um, the overall health of the horses as a groom? I mean, I definitely... Because I get the impression that you guys do a lot more. You're kind of like the the eyes and ears and everything like mm-hmm. that for, for the horses because yeah. generally the people you're working for have mm-hmm. a lot of other uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's a farrier, farrier term. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I mean, you're the ones, you know, you're the one lunging, you're the one hand walking it, you're the one bringing it down to the ring, you know, getting it ready, you're running your hands over the horses and seeing if there's anything maybe out of place or um, there's a little heat here or swelling there. And Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's something that the grooms are, you know, that's their job to look over the horses and see that something's not right. They know them so well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I feel like you'd be the first to notice if uh, their daily routine has been interrupted. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even for example, you know that this horse usually has three piles of manure in its stall every morning. And then all of a sudden it's only at one, you know, that's, I, I imagine it's the grooms that are going to be the first to pick up on that type of thing. Yeah, and even something so simple as, like, it's a science, but I, I don't know if horses don't like certain colors or which, but some horses will pick a certain water bucket that they like, yeah. whether it's closer to their feed, whether it's just what they do. Like, right, yeah. I don't know what the science is yet. I haven't figured it out, but they like certain buckets. They don't like certain buckets. So trying to figure out how are we going to get them to drink the most water, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's definitely a role that uh, the grooms play, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Not all of us have the resources to have a full-time groom. So what are some tips that you could give to people that are, are showing maybe shorthanded that mm-hmm. would make their their day easier? Are there some, some tips that, uh, that you could share as a groom that uh, trade secrets in the groom community but that other people could benefit from? Yeah, so I mean, I my last year in Florida, I um, had two horses that I was showing, mm-hmm. um, and that was probably the hardest Florida I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Right. Only having two horses. They were your own horses. Sounds, or there was yep. Yeah, there was yeah, uh, yeah. one was a trainer horse, and one was was my mom's horse, and yeah. it it's mind boggling that two horses took up my whole time. But yeah. I, you know, I it's really hard to show and to groom mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. So I would just say, I mean, I'm not a morning person at all. I'm not going to lie, but getting up that little bit earlier and Mm -hmm. getting yourself prepared and anything you can do Mm -hmm. the night before, whether it's, you know, to get your tack ready and to get your number on your pad and just those little things take Mm -hmm. up so much time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, We always underestimate how long things are going to take. Yeah. Um, Little things just adding up too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even just like braiding. Like Mm -hmm. I, I personally like to braid, um, the jumpers. So 
grading before you walk through class or, you know, just giving yourself enough time to to get the things done. Preparation. Yeah. Are you a list person? Would you Um, you make lists? I I wish I was a list person. (laughs) (laughs) Half the time I write the list and lose it, so that's not ideal, but um, I try and keep it all in my head, which doesn't always go well, but... Yes, I would recommend being a list, a list yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I'm curious too because often, like in being at Paul Grave, you see a lot of trainers or owners of the horses that you're grooming for will come and give some sort of treat or something to the groom. What would you say you look forward to the most as like a treat or something that's like brought to you as a gift? Thank you. A thankful gift. Yeah. How do you reward your groom? Yeah. Yeah. So I had uh, money's nice. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're not getting money tips, um, I was huge on food. I was a super easy pleaser. I loved food uh-huh. and, and drink and beverages. I had a client uh, that I groomed for, and it's funny because we just ran into her yesterday. She gave me treats. Um, <laughs> I had never eaten or gotten a drink at Starbucks before. So she's like, what do you like? And I said, oh, I'm not a coffee person. So she thought, okay, well, let me get you an what's it, uh, ice chai frappe. Oh, my God. Then I was tough. That's I'm like, oh, okay. no, now i got to go to Starbucks. Right? Okay. So I think just little things. I'm, you know, like I say, I'm a really easy pleaser, but food and drinks are always easy. Yeah. I mean, well, my vet now gives me treats. So gotcha. ice cream is like, yes. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, and I imagine, as you said earlier, like you guys are so busy getting yeah. horses in and out of rings and cooled yeah. out and getting ready because it's not just hey, you're here for one day mm-hmm. showing. It's like these horses have to be ready for several days in a row. So yeah. it would make sense to have, you mentioned not having a lot of time to eat and everything. So mm-hmm. I imagine yeah. just a, a good treat to really keep you going would be mm-hmm. important. Yeah. But So funny story. I had a a, ma- a barn manager one time make fun of me because uh, a client went and bought me a hamburger at Paul Grape and I kept it in the wall box. Oh, yes. And she opened up the wall box and was like, what is this hamburger doing here? And I'm like, no, I'm eating it. Like, I just, I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> Cold food always. Like, right. yeah, this, yeah. oh, I need to find a microwave. Like, I don't, I will eat anything cold, ideally not fries, but anything else I will eat cold. Right. And, and you just try and wolf it. it down real fast because. Yeah. yeah. Was it just in between each brush? Maybe take a bite yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold, hold the burger, put it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Smell the burger. <laughs> The best is when you forget it's there because you haven't had time to eat it, and then you're like, "Oh my God, there's a burger in there!" Yeah. And you're not disappointed that it's cold because it no, was going to be cold cares? from the outside. Yeah, yeah perfect. It's definitely yeah. Right. cold. So, did you learn how to ride a uh, dirt bike? Ooh, not well. Okay. Yeah, not okay. well. I see, I see a lot of grooms on dirt bikes. So yeah, dirt bike. I never really got the hang of starting it, <laughs> okay. so I would flood it, and then I'm like, "Why is it not starting?" And it's like, "Well, you just flooded the engine." Gotcha. So, no to dirt bikes. I'm not, yeah. I'm a little klutzy, so. Gotcha. Golf carts, sure. Yeah. Dirt bikes, no. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Bicycle, maybe. What do you think makes the ideal groom who's, uh, let's say you're trying to hire a groom, what are some, some points that you'd, uh, you'd really be looking for? Yeah. I think punctuality. I mean, I think showing up to start, being there on time, being ready to work, hard worker, uh, where I'm grooming this year. I mean, the barn manager, geez Louise, it's hard to keep up with her, but, mm-hmm. but it makes you push and it makes you want to mm-hmm. be better. And So mm-hmm. it sounds to me like the, the best attribute is to be reliable mm-hmm. and, and a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And the skills will come with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I people, think, people are there to teach you. Yeah, yeah, I think if you have, I mean, 
some places are better than others sure. uh, teaching wise and I, I think it's hard I mean I've been on that side where you're short staffed mm-hmm. and, and you want to teach someone you're just yeah. you know you got to get through the day yeah. and so trying to take that time and, and and I think that's something I I genuinely struggle with now when we have new people uh, here at McKee Powell it's still I'm, I'm like nope take the time to mm-hmm. you know because you're trying to just rush through it versus mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking the time and showing someone how to do it properly. Well, thank you for joining us today. We uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. And once again, we always appreciate feedback. So if there's anything you want to hear about or learn more about, please contact us via phone, email uh, to let us know your thoughts. And thanks very much to our special guest, Molly from Caledon. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Molly speaks for all of us at McKee Pownall Equine Services when she expresses her appreciation to the grooms of our industry. We all value their hard work, passion, and skills, and we want to support them in any way that we can. In an effort to do this, we currently offer two grooms classes at the Caledon Equestrian Park and sponsor food and refreshments after the FEI jogs. Stay tuned to our social media platforms for details on the classes and for details on a new initiative being announced this year. If you are a groom, please mark your calendar to participate in our classes this year. The prizes are amazing. We are fortunate to have partnered with several industry sponsors this year already that have enabled us to increase our prizes significantly in 2019. These sponsors include Mullins Farrier Podcast, Benchmark Equestrian, Equijet, Merck Animal Health, and Summit Veterinary Pharmacy. If you are a company that would like to show your appreciation to these grooms by co-sponsoring these classes, please reach out to Molly at molly at mpequine.com and she can send you a sponsorship package. Let's ensure these grooms have an amazing year. Thanks everybody.